Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, what up, and welcome to the show. Off and running here on this Thursday. If you want to weigh in on our poll question today, which is Justin Fields talking to part of my take, saying he doesn't feel like he plays well in the cold weather. To be honest, never heard a quarterback admit that. Even if they were thinking it, even if they hate playing in cold weather, just never heard somebody come out and say, I don't, I don't, I'm not fast in the cold weather. My hands are freezing. I'd wish that we'd play in a dome. So you can go to at Maggie and Pearl. You can vote on whether you think that is something kind of alarming that the quarterback said, or if you think that's uh, no big deal. You could also vote. There's a poll in our chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, along with all of our incredible CBS Sports Radio affiliates, of course. You can go vote there as well. Okay, this one kind of took me by surprise. Now, we all know because they won't stop talking about it, they being the Jets, we all know that they want a veteran quarterback. Perloff, you and I talked to Garrett Wilson, the offensive rookie of the year. We brought up Aaron Rodgers. He literally said it would bring a tear to my eye. I mean, that's how hard up they are for a quarterback. However, we learned from our buddy Peter King, who was talking on the Rich Eisen show yesterday, that if Rodgers doesn't pan out, well, there's a plan B. To me, I think the Jets are going to have a very tough decision Mm. on their hands. And, you know, I think they will go after Rodgers if he does play. And if they don't get him, I think they will at least uh, put their sniffers out and and seriously consider Lamar Jackson. I mean... (laughs) No offense. I know the Jets are much better. They have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. They've got a top five defense, but that's like me saying, all right, I'll go with Brad Pitt if George Clooney isn't available. Like, are the Jets really, like, to pull off an Aaron Rodgers trade or then to think that Lamar Jackson would be the plan B? These are two rather impossible guys. We don't even know if Lamar Jackson's on the trade block, first of all. And Rodgers right now is sitting in a cabin in the dark somewhere. Like, These don't seem like real viable options. They have to have something that's a little bit more tangible, right? No, I mean, I think think the consensus is the Jets are the number one choice for Jackson if it's not Baltimore, right? Do we even know that they're going to trade him? Well, we know that they're... That's such a big if. But we know that they're at a contract impasse. So, yeah, I mean, we no, we don't know if they're going to trade him, but we definitely know that things are not hunky-dory in Baltimore. Right. Okay. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't think that we know there's a problem in Baltimore, and there's a lot of rumors that they're going to trade him. I think. I mean, I know the the betting odds are number one on the Jets if if he goes anywhere. They're the perfect fit. Okay, but if you are Baltimore, right? We yeah. were just talking about this. A caller brought up that you know they should trade Lamar Jackson to Chicago, right? 
who's going to take over for you at quarterback, number one? You're, uh, you're, free agent. But you're Okay, so who you're going to get somebody who's less than Lamar or not as good as Lamar. And So Lamar has played 12 games two years in a row. At least you have someone on the field as long as it's not Jimmy yeah, G. I was going to say, are you sure? <laughs> if unless it's Garoppolo. As long as it's not Garoppolo, you have or a Tannehill. good chance. Who also got hurt this year. You, I mean, listen, no, you don't bring in Tannehill. I, that would be a such a tough sell to the fan base. They I don't, don't know. I, they'd mutiny. Yeah, I mean, the, is it possible that the Ravens want to start over? In which case, they could trade him within the conference to the Jets because they're not they're not competing with the Jets for the Super Bowl. If you get rid of Lamar, you're not a Super Bowl contender anymore. I think you're signaling rebuild, and it's been a while. Why not rebuild in Baltimore? Well, why then? Why are you giving out you know the largest contract ever for a linebacker to Roquan Smith if you're about to rebuild? Well, you thought at that point that you were going to figure out a deal with Lamar Jackson, but maybe a deal can't be reached. Well, here's what I would think if I'm the Ravens. Why am I anyone? Why is anyone forcing my hand? If I believe that Lamar's not going to hold out, which I don't know, I mean, he's never given an indication, then I franchise tag him. I hate the franchise well, tag for the players. They're going to franchise tag him either way. Right. And then he, I don't think he's not going to play. So I'd rather go in with one more season of Lamar and then see where it goes, maybe with next year's draft or next year's crop of quarterbacks, whatever, as opposed to, all right, I'm just going to trade him to the Jets right now. I, well, I, I mean, and if it, I'm the Jets, it's just like, that's not to me a solid game plan. Wait, okay. So you don't like it from either side. I kind of don't. Well, Baltimore is going to tag him and then trade him if they're going to trade him. Most likely, I, by the way, those same odds, it's plus 250 for the Jets. It's minus 300 for Baltimore. Right. So there's a strong Strong chance that he stays in Baltimore. So I understand why you don't like it in Baltimore. Obviously, you don't want to give away Lamar Jackson. Especially because I don't know but who, why would, I don't why, know who I'm getting behind me. So I'm going to go back in and I'm going to have to either compete now yeah. for who Derek Carr, and I'm, then all of a sudden I'm listen, paying a quarterback. Yeah, but why not? Why not the Jets? Side? Why not the Jets side? The Jets. What I'm saying about the Jets, it's not that it couldn't be a good fit. The Jets would fall all over themselves for Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying, if you're the Jets, you just whiff so hard on Zach Wilson. So now you need another quarterback and your first two options are Aaron Rodgers, who you're going to have to trade multiple first round picks, pay $60 million for, and is going to be 40. Or you are going after Lamar Jackson, who it makes the most sense ever in the world for his current team to franchise him. What I'm saying is those aren't to me. It's not, that it's not logical. It doesn't seem attainable. That's why I said, if I don't get Clooney, I'm going to get Brad Pitt. Like, are the Jets even in that stratosphere right I, now? I think you're looking at two very, very flawed products out there. I mean, what do you mean? I mean, Rodgers obviously is not. <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers at 39. Yeah. Who he's 39. It's also the it's Jets. Not Aaron Rodgers at 30. So it, what? They got far of it at 39 too. Yeah, of course. And what did that end up getting them? They were nine and seven that year. But that's the point. They didn't make the playoffs. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to go somewhere. I mean, why not the Jets? If he goes, if he leaves Green Bay, if he comes out of the darkness retreat, the Jets are just as good as any other spot. I don't think the Jets are, I know, are but, out of their depth by saying, we'll take an old Aaron Rodgers. That's no, but, fine. But think about all the things you have to work out, right? You need to figure out what's going to go on with the draft compensation. Yeah, but some team is going to do this. Why not the Jets? Well, it could be, but I'm just that's like your, your plan A is not that easy to pull off. Right. And then your plan B seems even harder to pull off because we don't even know if Lamar is actually available. Well, I mean, okay, if, if it does come to Lamar, they're going to have to compete with the Atlanta's. Or the, I mean, they're going to have some competition for no Lamar. No kidding. That's what I'm Atlanta, saying. Atlanta, Carolina. But the Jets are right in that mix with all those other teams. Why? And being complicated, I mean, that's GMs have nothing to do all offseason. They can figure <laughs> out a deal. Well, the other part, too, is they're the most desperate team. So Who is? 
I think the Jets are. I mean, there are uh, other desperate teams, but I think it, because the Zach Wilson thing blew up so spectacularly for them, yeah. even if you have you drafted the rookie and defensive and offensive rookie of the year and Joe Douglas, their GM, has done a good job in drafting, but like you miss so hard on the quarterback that I think it has to put an urgency there. I think so, but I do think that a couple teams would give them a real run. For, I, say it's an open bidding. I think Carolina and Atlanta and – Probably not New Orleans because they don't have much to bid with. Those guys might out might that's put what, in more resources. That's what I'm saying. Down. I don't think these are like slam dunk answers here for the Jets to be like, well, yeah, but they, Rogers but we also Lamar. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, but they've also been linked to Carr and Garoppolo. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, so I, what do you think they should do a quarterback? I th- I think that they should definitely go hard after Rogers, but I would have a more solid plan B than Lamar Jackson if I they, were them. They definitely have. They're, they've been linked. What's the team? Are they the ones that like Garoppolo more than Carr? I can't even remember anymore. No, but, yeah, they've been linked to every quarterback. Well, they because they brought in uh, a coach on their offense who has coached yeah. both Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill. Right. There's a rumor out and there. And obviously Nathaniel Hackett coached for and is it, Rodgers. There's reporting out there they don't like Carr. That's been well, that's been the Carr cold weather off. thing. But then yeah. also Sala, even though he was on the defensive side of the ball, yeah. was in San Francisco with Garoppolo. Yeah, so. I'm and sure if you have Garoppolo of- and Mike White, you know, together, even though White has shown he can't stay healthy. So both guys can't stay healthy. But maybe you think with a solid backup, if you have Jimmy Garoppolo, you at least have a safety net. I don't think, I, first of all, I think Aaron Rodgers is obviously, he's old. Okay, so you're going to get him. I don't think Lamar Jackson is is such a pie-in-the-sky option. I think Baltimore is looking at us and saying, listen, he's been injured two years in a row. We don't really have a great team around him. I, I think the Jets could probably – someone's going to land Lamar Jackson if he gets traded. The Jets probably are in a better position than, say, Atlanta or Carolina, who are really kind of empty around him. At least he, they could bring some talent. They're Although more they're talented. in the NFC, though. And if I'm they're Baltimore, NFC, that's a big advantage. I'm looking, I'm looking to trade him totally out of the conference. I don't want him coming back to, you know, like a scary movie in, uh, if we meet in the playoffs sometime. You, I would not consider that. I would go for the best offer. But I, I think the problem is there's no receivers that they're they're very very young receivers in Atlanta and Carolina even younger than the Jets young receivers so I I think they're right there I I don't see why the Jets wouldn't think of Lamar Jackson interesting uh, yeah. Kemba Tales is in the chat saying Brad Pitt and George Clooney are we in the year 2005 were my references not up to date enough who should I have said Timothy Chalamet and I don't know. Who's the other big guys now? Miles Teller uh, now. Chris Miles Evans. Chris Evans. Just Chris Evans. He's older than Brad. He's pretty old, too, isn't he? Yeah, he's like in his 40s, too. So here's the thing. Because I'm 39, I feel like, how old is Timothy Chalamet? Like 27? Yeah, I think he's like 27. That feels weird to me. I can't be like, you know, I, I can't use an example to be like Pete Davidson. It's like, he's like 28. <laughs> it's, too, it's just too young. <laughs> also, Davidson, not really my look. I don't get it. Oh, wow. Not exactly Pitt and Clooney. But yet, somehow he's landing these women who would be like the same caliber of woman who would have dated a Clooney or a Pitt. You know what I think we disagree, Women, by women the way? love funny funny guys. I I don't think Lamar Jackson's worth $250 million. You really, look at his numbers. They're just not that good. I know there's no talent around there, but the last two years he's played 12 games. He had, last year he had 17 touchdowns and seven picks. I, I know, like, he got hurt at some point. The year before he that, five games. he had 16 touchdowns and 13 picks. His quarterback rating is going steadily down. How is he really a $250 million quarterback? I am so confused by him. What I think is 
interesting about Lamar, and they hired Todd Monken, who's the offensive coordinator from Georgia for the last two years, right? A little bit more down-the-field passing kind of guy. I think that he's already got the MVP under his belt. We know what he can do running the football. But is there something to be unlocked more with Lamar Jackson's arm? And then if you can do that, have you created, like, one of the most unstoppable quarterbacks ever? Like Seems it, like a big if. Well, he's maybe, got, but he, he's been in the league five years. But it's also been Greg Roman's offense, which is always about running quarterbacks. Two hundred. So, yeah, and also injuries. He's been hurt two years in a row. He got hurt in the playoff game. I don't know. It feels feels well, iffy. Same issue for that a lot goes of back the mobile to our running quarterbacks. Yeah, same issue for a, a lot of the mobile quarterbacks. But I just don't quite understand why Lamar Jackson's passing numbers, even with nothing around him, are just a little bit better the last few years. Why has it gone backwards? I think it's a team. But I'm not 100% sure. I mean, Bateman's always hurt. You've got Mar- Marquise Brown wanted out. Yeah. I mean, they never replaced him. Even if you don't think much of Hollywood Brown, they never replaced that receiver. He's got Mark Andrews. It doesn't matter. Lam- Lamar has only thrown to one person for four Mark years Andrews. now. Mark Andrews. <laughs> I know. And I don't know why Still they just triple team him. Crazy. Yeah. It's Crazy a Travis enough. Kelsey phenomenon. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Jason is in Tucson listening to us on 1290. He's got an idea for Lamar. What's up, Jason? Hey, Perla. Hello, Maggie. Hello. Hello. I'm just being a goofball. Uh, Detroit, they have a ton of cap space and uh, trade equity, and I'm hearing rumblings that they might be looking for Lamar, and I think that would make them instant contenders. Uh, I don't want them to because I think the, the cost would be too much, but – I'm starting to think that they might start bidding for him if that if that does come into fruition. I don't know what you guys think about that. And would that make them contenders right away? You know, Jason, it, it, that's fun to think about, right? It's fun to think about Lamar Jackson with the Lions because, first of all, maybe it makes sense for Baltimore. Get him out of the AFC. They do have some weapons in terms of receivers. You got him on Ross St. Brown. You have Jamison Williams. You do have a great offensive line. Your defense turned it around a little bit in midseason where they were atrocious early and then stiffened up a little bit uh, towards the end of the year. So, I mean, Lamar in Detroit sounds awesome. It would be great. Because uh, we already yeah. think Detroit's a team that's kind of on the on the way up. Yeah, but are you a little worried about ruining the mojo you had at the end of the year by just starting over? I mean, it's a big jump. I, th- I think it's a big addition Lamar over Jared Goff. No disrespect to Jared Goff. Yeah, but I mean, Amar Ross St. Brown, incredible development. Jamison Williams and looks really promising. Do we know that they'd click with Lamar Jackson? I think it's a risk you want to take. I mean, think about yeah, Detroit, you would, but right? I mean, you'd have to give up a lot. Yeah, but you kind of put yourself in a good spot where you have a lot because of the Stafford trade. So, like, you are in a pretty if – you, if you wanted to take a swing, now would be the time. Yeah, I, I mean – you watched that team last year, right? Did it seem like their offense was? They were great. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It doesn't. It they doesn't seem great, like a re- rebuild the offense kind of time. Feels like yeah. I want to. Well, the defense ca- was thirty second. I, I, I mean, the defense was was terrible. But again, they got better as the season went on. But uh, you know, you were able to keep your offensive coordinator too. He yeah. was a guy who had a hot name who ended up not taking any head coaching jobs. Got a couple interviews, but didn't get hired. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, the I, the chance to get Lamar Jackson has got to be enticing, but to sell your future out when you have no defense, I don't think Lamar, Lamar might be great there too, but if you don't you don't shore up that entire defense, you have a big problem. Well, I mean, to caller's point, you could possibly do both. 
because you have the draft capital where you could trade for Lamar and you have the cap space where you could add some free agents. I mean, but no, but you'd have to use all that cap space on Lamar immediately. Well, you know, if you trade for Lamar Jackson, don't pay him the day he gets there. No, you have to pay him. You have I a understand. Huge problem. It's a, it's a Russell Wilson type of situation. Yeah, if you're going to yeah, trade yeah. for him, then you have to pay him. But listen, when's the last time that you know the Lions really took a big swing on something? And if now you want, yeah, I just don't think. I mean, that team would be good, but the defense would still be an issue. I think you know because you could use all that cap, fifty-five million a year for Lamar or something like that. Is that what he wants, or it's going to be something like that? So that's that's your team. However, how, though, how are you going to resign all these other young, exciting players? Well, you you don't have to sign them all right now. You know, it's like you don't have to pay Aiden Hutchinson for a while. Penny Sewell, you're probably going to have to pay right away on the offensive line. He's going to be up soon. But you, my point is, you're definitely you're getting pretty far away from that formula of having an inexpensive quarterback. Actually, I don't even know what golf costs. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think golf is that cheap. I think I don't think golf is is. $55 million a year right now. I'm sure they could get rid of Goff easily. No, but remember, I mean, he did get paid uh, because they went to the Super Bowl when he was at the Rams. But think about it. You might want to get this Lamar deal if you are going to be someone who trades for him. You might want to get it done kind of soon because Joe Burrow is going to probably get an extension this offseason. Justin Herbert's going to get an extension this offseason. It's going to start getting really, really expensive. You might as well be the first one in as opposed to the last one because these deals just keep topping each other. I think you, it, if I could design a Lamar Jackson trade, I think a team like Atlanta, who has all these draft picks and skill positions, and they're not paying anybody, and just build everything around Lamar Jackson, start over, and design your offense around Lamar Jackson. Obviously, Detroit's offense is not designed around Lamar Jackson the way it is right now. They don't need Lamar Jackson. I know that sounds crazy. They yeah, don't need Lamar crazy. Jackson. Wait, Stu, how much yeah. is Jared Goff? 25 a year for the next two years. Cheap. Yeah. I said, what about what about an empty team? Just that can just bring in Lamar, put everything around him, and just go. Well, that's what the Ravens are. <laughs> well, no, but it has, it has a lot of money, like Atlanta. The Ravens have paid some people, I think. They paid a, obviously, they paid Roquan. Just get an empty slate. I, I think Atlanta's going to want Lamar Jackson. I think they, or somebody. Don't you think that that's a team that wants a Southern quarterback to come in there? And Lamar's going to, everyone wants to go to Atlanta. None of these guys want to be in Chicago. <laughs> but they admit, none of these guys want to be in Baltimore. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, you're welcome to weigh in on this for Lamar Jackson. Also, yes, what was the more relevant people I should have used here? When I said the Jets, it's like me saying no to Clooney and then Pitt. Seeing a little Pete Davidson in the chat. Tom Holland. Tom Holland, I should have said that guy. What's he from again? Spider-Man? He's in Spider-Man, and then he was in that other movie based on the video game, but I forget. Uncharted, I think. That's was every in. single movie. Oh, that was a, yeah. <laughs> that was you just a video named game? every movie that's going to be made from now to the year 2030. I, I wonder why they made that movie. I couldn't figure that out. When in doubt, it was a video game. Tom Holland's like four foot seven, though. I mean, he is yeah. way too small. By the way, someone wants to call in on our Bears debate. Oh, is that right? Yes. Okay. Somebody near and dear to the situation who I think is going to have a strong opinion on Justin Fields' comments. Does this person have an incredibly famous last name? He does. I thought so. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. That's not a tease. Okay, we'll get some boots on the ground for what's going on with Justin Fields in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff in just a sec. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Maggie, when I think of what's going on in Chicago, this person jumps to my mind immediately. Of course, uh, he's royalty in Chicago. Uh, he's the... Sports anchor at WGN News, and you, everyone knows his name, and everyone watched him play in the NFL as well as college. Jared Payton is joining the show. Jared, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? Good. We need some help here because Maggie and I have been arguing about Justin Fields' comments about playing in the cold weather in Chicago. Can we play them real quick and hear your reaction to what he said? The thing is about that weather is like when, when it's that cold, you have to bumble bundle up like put a bunch of layers on and stuff like that and your body's cold so you're not warmed up so I feel like way slower in that cold weather so it's tough Ooh. but uh yeah I mean you know you of course want to try to stay warm on the sideline and stuff like that but I mean it's hard to stay warm in that weather I mean, warm ups and stuff like that your hands freezing up so it's, it's tough I hope we just get a dome I don't, I don't yeah. care if we're at Soldier Field I don't care if we're in Arlington Heights I, I, I hope we get a dome on that okay so, yeah Jared what do you think is that acceptable for a Bears quarterback to complain about the cold I'm going to be honest with you, man. It, it's, if you're not from here and grew up here, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's a tough climate to be able to play in when you get into these winter months here. And listen, I have no, I have no issue with Justin saying that. Like, I think a lot of people here in Chicago when, you know, throughout the years when, when Soldier Field was kind of reconstructed and, and remodeled that they were hoping that there was an opportunity to have a dome just to, you know, to kind of, even even the playing field just a little bit because we always talk about bear weather here in Chicago 
But that's like that's from the eighties, man. Like you know, seventies and eighties. Like guys now are from all over the place. It's it's a lot different now. So I have no issues with Justin saying that. But I also think that a dome would be suitable for for what we're trying to do long term. So with the news yesterday of Arlington Heights, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that keeps moving the way that it's moving right now. Because you guys don't know understand this. I grew up in Arlington Heights. I was born in born there. Uh, my dad had the hill in Arlington Heights, which made him a legend in the game because of his workouts and went to high school in Arlington Heights. So for me, Arlington Heights has a special place in my heart. So whatever is going to help the Bears get closer to a championship, if that's a dome, I'm all for it. Jared Payton is joining us, of course, alluding to his father, the great Walter Payton. Okay, so you think that it'd be okay to have a dome for Chicago. Jared, I'm saying that it's okay for Justin Fields to think this, but I, I think it's a little bit odd that he said, I feel slower in the cold because that's kind of, you know, not just saying his preference, that's talking about performance, you know, that he doesn't think he can be his best in the cold weather. How should the bears like address this moving forward? If he really doesn't feel like he's giving his best, uh, you know, best to his ability in the cold. Maggie, I'll be honest with you. If you just, all you had to do was turn on the tape. And yeah. watch this young man. I mean, you, you, he put, he poured out his heart into this past season for the Bears. And, and when you look at offensively and the the skill position players that were there, he, you look around the league to other teams, especially just being, you know, at the Super Bowl and looking what the Eagles did for Jalen Hurts. And um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a whole different story of what he had to work with this year, losing Tyree Kill. So. I think it comes down to we were in games because of Justin Fields this past season. So um, looking at his performance, I, I can't question anything about his performance. I think he went out and gave his heart just by looking at, you know, the hits that he took, uh, the issues with the offensive line going back and forth or the, the carousel that was, you know, of the offensive line this season. I think he did his best and it is, it's, it's a different element here in Chicago. I think he's getting <laughs> used to it. But honestly, I, you guys, you can't, you can't take his comments. And I don't think Bears fans really are cared about. I think they, they're more worried about a lot of the national media talking about the, the trade that could happen with Justin Fields, like trading Justin Fields and, and, and moving on for him for, you know, Bryce Young or something like that. And I, I put it out on Twitter yesterday. Man, I'm in these circles here in Chicago, national media can, can say what they want to say. And I, I don't have any problem saying I'm speaking for Bears fans because I feel like I can do that. I think we really, truly want to see what Justin Fields can do here in Chicago with a lot of good weapons around him an offensive line that is stacked and guys like A.J. Brown or, you know what I mean, like uh, some top flight receivers and skill position players and then let's see, Chicago's not ready to give up on Justin Fields right now. And I don't think Ryan Poles is in that mindset either. I think this is just a bunch of, of national media trying to create a story for what they think is going to happen here in Chicago. So, Jarrett, you must be expecting a really big offseason then from the Bears. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm patient, Maggie. I'm be honest with you. I've always said this even coming into this past season. I said – this was a, a four-year plan. So, to me, I thought it was going to be something that you're going to have to buy into. I didn't think you could fix it in one offseason. Can you fix it and put some pieces around, especially on that offensive line, maybe get a, you know, a number one receiver to, to kind of pair with, uh, with Darnell Mooney and hopefully Chase Claypool can, 
can turn into something that is special here in Chicago and figure it out after, you know, understanding the playbook in the off season. Yeah. I think you, then, then you're talking about sniffing, sniffing the playoffs here and there, but I was never saying you can fix this thing in, in one off season. I think it's going to take time and depending what they get back, if they decide to, to trade that, that first overall pick and, and move back, I think there's an opportunity there with teams needing quarterbacks to be able to get something and hopefully that means some multiple first round picks and that's how you start stacking a really good franchise is by being able to uh to select good players i have i have faith in ryan poles it's been easy for him to tear this thing down what we saw either before the season or throughout the season of trades that were made uh it's going to be tougher to, to build up but i think bears fans have to have faith and when see what ryan poles can do and, and, you know, looking what he was a part of in Cincinnati and Kansas City, being able to see what they were doing, I, I do have faith that he's going to be able to build it. I truly do. I just think it's going to take a little bit more time than probably a lot of Bears fans are hoping for. So, Jared, I, I feel like, I, you know, I know a lot of Bears fans. There hasn't been a real steady, consistent, excellent quarterback since your dad played with Jim McMahon. It's been a long time. Is there – is there an underlying reason that the Bears have had so much trouble figuring out the quarterback spot? No, I, you know, I don't. It's hard. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out still, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it doesn't make sense. We're, we're, we're talking about one of the founding franchises in the NFL, and I've said this before. I really, truly believe it, that we need to get it back on track to be able to always be in contention, whether that's for championships every single year in the playoffs. There's no reason why this organization shouldn't be there. And um, I know, I know we're, we're moving that direction, but for the quarterback position, no, I don't, I don't understand why. And it's a conversation that happens every single day here in Chicago with Bears fans. So with Justin Fields and what we saw this past season of, I know maybe everybody's not happy about the, the passing yards and, and how he's throwing the ball. I think that's going to come. Um, but the one thing that you can't take from that young man is how hard he works and he's the first guy in the building, and he's the last one to leave. And to me, that's saying something about that, about him and about playing the position. He wants to get better. He knows he can be better. And when I saw him at Super Bowl, that was the first thing. I said, man, you're him. You are him. Like, <laughs> you think you're going to get better with more, you know, offensive weapons? And the first thing he said, you guys, was, I have to be better. I have to be better. That's a part of my game I have to be better at. And I want a guy like that that I'm rooting for, for the team that I grew up loving, that the, the, the Bears' colors run through my veins. I want that out of a young man who's not putting on somebody else and saying, I got it, it's got to be on me. And that's why I truly believe that this is the opportunity to really build around Justin. And once you build around Justin, hopefully better things going to come. And he's, I feel like he's only going to get better as time goes on. Jared, we can't tell you how much we appreciate this. You weigh in on the Bears, and, you know, obviously your father was a legend there, and now the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is one of the most prestigious things you can win as an NFL player. You and your sister, Brittany, giving the award this year to Dak Prescott, who Perloff's Eagles showered with booze <laughs> for Dak Prescott. Can You were there handing him the award. What was that like for you? Were you surprised by the booze? Um, it's funny because Andrew Whitworth came up to Brittany and I and was like, yo, I'm not going to say Cowboys because I think everybody is going to boo him. Oh, so, he goes, they're probably going to boo him anyway, <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I was like, yeah, you're right. They're probably going to boo him. 
I mean, this that's what the NFL is about. That's what rivalries are about. Like, as a family, yeah, we it, we, we were kind of taken back a little bit because we know how hard Dak works and what he's all about. Um, but then I sat there and thought about it as well. I said, if Aaron Rodgers was up there getting the award and the Bears were playing in the Super Bowl, they would probably <laughs> win the exact same thing. So, like, I, I, I know for sure that would happen. So, I – even though it wasn't it was wasn't perfect, Dak handled it like a champ. He shook my hand, I shook his hand, and um, we kept it moving. But we're excited to have Dak in the Man of the Year family. He's he's a great guy. It just it hurts sometimes because there's other there's 31 other guys mm. that are deserving of the award as well that do great work. And so uh, we're just happy that we got a chance to meet a lot of those guys over the week into at Super Bowl, but also that Dak is you know, part of this elite group of guys that are now a part of our family. Jared, booing is a sign of respect in Philadelphia. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, right. I got, I took a lot of heat saying that the football guys did not like that. And it's the reason why, you know, the Eagles end up losing. <laughs> oh. it, it got thrown out there on Twitter, but it is what it is, man. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. So it is what it is. And hopefully at some point, you know, we, we get an opportunity for the bears to be back in the Super Bowl. That's uh that's the only thing I'm hoping for right now. Well, Jared, sorry. One last thing before we let you go. So you, you talked about Arlington Heights and growing up there and the history there with your father and all that. You Do you want the team to move to Arlington Heights? Um, I don't think I've ever said this before. I, I if, the, if, the, if they could figure out a way to get things right in at Soldier Field, I'm all up for it. I'm really for whatever the team wants to do and what's going to be better for the team. But yes, I, if they move to Arlington Heights, I'm, I'm with my thumbs up saying let's go, um, because it gives an opportunity for them to build something that we see some of these other organizations and franchises building, where it's like a Chicago Bears land, and they get a chance to build what they want to do, and that's the best facilities, and that's going to be better for the players and the guys and their experience and, and getting better in training. I'm all up for that because all I want is the Bears to, to be back in the Super Bowl again. And I want them to be playing regularly for for championships and in the playoffs. And if that means that moving to Arlington Heights gives them the better opportunity, I'm all for it. Jared, awesome, Jared. So Thank great you, to have dude. you. Thank you again. And it's great to get your perspective on all things Bears and then the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Had to bring it up because uh-huh. Perloff's Eagles fans, they were just, they were <laughs> merciless. It was, you're right. I think they angered the football gods. I agree well, you that. listen, you guys have a great show, and I appreciate you guys. Anytime you need me, just hit me up. I'm always here for you. Awesome, Jared. Really appreciate it. Great to talk to you. All right, take care. Thanks so much. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know Jared's karma argument. I'm, it's great. It's not great. I love it. It's terrible. It's such. It's so perfect. It's so not perfect. <laughs> you can't boo the Walter Payton Man of the Year. We did. It's and of sacrilegious. Course we did. Of course. <laughs> Come on, it's Dak Prescott. It would be it would almost be disrespectful if they didn't boop Dak Prescott. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta show the respect. A Dallas Cowboys quarterback, and you don't boo him. That means you don't take him seriously. So I have no problem with that. Do you remember when in the San Francisco Super Bowl they brought out like all the best quarterbacks and oh, Brady yeah. got booed? Because, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because yes. I don't even know. Oh, Deflategate. I don't even remember why Brady got booed at that point because it was the. Broncos, ver- well, Pey- Peyton Manning, that's probably why. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, versus the Panthers. I mean, listen, Roger Goodell gets booed every day. <laughs> <laughs> every commissioner does. Even Adam Silver gets booed. I think Goodell started it, though. Wasn't Goodell the first big commissioner to get booed? Ackerman. Gary Bettman. Gary Bettman. 
big time boo with yep. when he gives away the Stanley yeah, Cup. They year. boo the crap oh, out of that guy. True. That's true. But I do. I, I think there was at one point they started booing Goodell at the draft, and it became a rite of passage. Oh yeah. And then he now he like brings it on. Yeah. Was it Spygate or Bountygate that everyone got mad at or, or something? <laughs> just, Some people just, just can't general. stand that guy. <laughs> no, but you know can. what? If I'm him and I'm making forty five million a year, I'm okay. <laughs> I can take a couple booze now that, uh, yeah, he probably is like a private jet. <laughs> he can just jet away. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it somebody was saying off air that the Kelsey's mom had to sit next to him in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that was me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that is a, that's three hours of awkward conversation. I mean, I would just think if both of my sons are playing in the Super Bowl, this is an incredible moment. Do I really have to be a prop that I got to sit next to Goodell so that the cameras can find me? Yeah. You know, you, it's like, I want to enjoy this with my family. No, I want to sit next to Paul McCartney or somebody <laughs> cooler than Goodell. There were a lot of cool people in the building. Do you feel like if you sat next to Paul McCartney, would you turn into the Chris Farley show? Do you remember that famous SNL skit oh, yeah, where Chris Farley was interviewing Paul McCartney? It was the anniversary of that clip. It was yeah. floating around on Twitter the other day. That was great. He goes, um, when you said the love you make is equal to the love you take, is that, is that true? true? Yeah. <laughs> you know where I would have sat. I would have sat. Where I guess? You would have sat next the, to Bradley Cooper. Uh, oh, I didn't think about that. I mean, I, my number one choice would be sitting next to Rob McElhenney, who was actually on, right above the field. Yeah. I don't think it, and Kevin Hart would probably be number two, yeah. and then Bradley Cooper, number three. Kevin Hart had, I saw Kevin Hart's box as I was walking around. I thought about hiding in the closet <laughs> and then popping out of the second quarter and <laughs> Just pretending. act natural. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Clark, I mean, he'd be good. But Bradley Cooper, you know, listen. Two good-looking men up in the booth. That'd be exciting. Two, t- two movie stars? Two movie stars yeah. from Philadelphia, the suburbs of Philadelphia. Uh, oh, actually, at the NFC title game, Tyrese Maxey was there. That's who I'd want to sit next to. The <laughs> Sixers point Maxie. guard. <laughs> yeah, it's coming off the bench now. Yeah, uh, or Joel Embiid. That'd be fun. Well, you kind of have this crazy Philly passport because you yeah. because you went to Lower Marion. And Kobe. Yeah, right. And because of the Kobe Bryant connection, it's like, no, I bet if you actually w- somehow got next to Bradley Cooper, mentioned Lower Marion, like you're yeah. not getting thrown out of that box. No, he went to Abington Friends, I believe. By the way, actually, you know what? This is going to sound like sacrilege. There's definitely one celebrity I would have sat next to. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. I <laughs> mean, Paul Chief Rudd's side. the number one pick. If you could, if anybody could sit next to anybody. He lives around here. Everyone's got a Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. I used to see him in the drugstore downstairs yeah. when the drugstore was open. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Kevin Hart would be fun, but, you know, he tends to get liquored up at these Super Bowls and, and cause <laughs> a stir. All of a sudden, you guys are both arrested. For <laughs> remember, remember when he tried to get on the podium when the Eagles won? I yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd would be a little more stable, but, uh, yeah, that... <laughs> That was fun. I think there's someone out there saying, wow, I would sit next to Andrew Perloff at an Eagles Super Bowl. Someone out there. There is someone out there. Some weird guy. It, it could have been me. Uh, nah. <laughs> but I came home. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I almost sat we next to you at the Super Bowl. We have evidence that that's not, was not your desire. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I had to leave. 855 If it was Bradley Cooper, would you have stayed? Probably. for <laughs> 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 cbs No. I had to come home to my family. Uh, Okay, we've got a lot more to do, including one blue blood college football program who's been thrown for a major loop. What does it mean? We got that for you. So much more. It is Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and we are streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Come on in, get comfortable. We got a CBS Sports update for you. Here's Rich Ackerman. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Big thanks to Jared Payton, one of the nice guys in the sports media, son of Walter Payton. Interesting comments on Justin Fields and his future in Chicago. Okay, he said something that I really agree with. What's that? In today's game. Yeah. Today's game is not 
Monsters of the Midway. It is not Lambeau Field even. It's he said not, it's not the 70s and 80s anymore. No, yeah. and I agree with that. And it's relevant, I think, a little bit to your Buffalo team. Definitely. So they're building a stadium for the Bills, and they chose not to put a dome on it. I, maybe a cost-saving thing. I am generally of the opinion that you should play to your weather. Minnesota should be. I, I remember on DP show I said, oh, Minnesota should play outside. They could take huge advantage of it. I don't think I feel that way anymore. Because <laughs> no. the college game is all about passing. The high school game is all about passing. Seven on seven. The NFL is all about passing. You watch the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Great quarterbacks. That kind of thing just doesn't work in today's NFL. And they should put a dome on it. And I'm paying all these tax dollars for a new stadium in Buffalo because I live in New York. Yeah. You should put a dome on that and have a Super Bowl there. I'm sorry. I think I've changed my opinion because of the modern NFL. Well, and that's another point, right? You get the dome on it. Like, Minnesota would have never gotten a Super Bowl if it was if it was outside. I know New York got a Super Bowl when they were outside. And but it was terrible. And they should have put a dome on that crappy stadium. They it's, definitely should have. And honestly, the NFL just got so lucky that it was unseasonably warm that day. But the rest of the week, it was freezing in New York. And I didn't think that was a great Super Bowl. So, and we live here. I... I think they should definitely put it in a dome. But here's the thing. The NFL makes billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. If you want to make this uniform, put domes on everything. And to be honest, they don't need the public subsidizing. They don't need any of that. The NFL makes so much money, they can subsidize this themselves. They just choose Wait, not to. Now you're going too far. Put okay. domes on all 32 stadiums? Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing right now? If you're going to just even the playing San field Francisco, on everything. San Francisco, L.A.? Well, I mean, you have Why? extreme conditions. It's not just extreme cold. You have extreme heat as well. Mm. I would say if you're going to do do it for one, do it for all. That's logical, but I feel, <laughs> now look at what a can look I've opened here. Look at what you started. I don't know. I feel like outdoor football also has its uh, advantages in nicer places. Well, I mean, why would Seattle? you got to play in, this, in the rain. That have, stinks. Denver doesn't need a dome. Why That's, not? Because you get those... I don't know. It's just it's cold nicer. there. It's not that bad. All right, whatever. You see, <laughs> is this like a one-man committee of Andrew Perloff who decides domes. who gets domes. a dome? I don't know. I've, I understand Chicago. Okay. Um, can we totally change the subject? Because I have a romantic question. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, I know you're not in your Advice Duck costume yet. I don't. Should I go get it? No, because I think it's Advice Duck is Friday. brilliant. But Maggie Gray also has good advice. Okay. So this week was Valentine's Day, and I want to know if this is romantic or this is borderline stalking. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess it That's, is a fine line. Okay. This is a story that has been in the news today. A retired U.S. Marine in Mexico has spent 27 years waiting for his sweetheart to return. Every Valentine's Day, the 58-year-old Esteban Perez stands on a street corner with flowers hoping that a woman he met at a nightclub in 1996 will show up. <laughs> Wait a minute. 27 years. Was she years. like, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And it's 20, been 27 years. They briefly dated and she exited the relationship. Her name is Cecilia. And he is hoping that she will come back. So he goes back to where the nightclub was every year for 27 <laughs> oh, years God. with flowers in his full uniform. Is that, okay. uh, that is wildly romantic to me. All right. First of all, what's his name? Esteban Perez. Esteban 58 Perez. 58-year-old veteran. 58-year-old veteran. Thanks for the service. But here's the thing. Esteban should not be going to the nightclub with flowers, hoping and praying that Cecilia shows up. Esteban should be wondering, what did he do, what was it, 25 years ago? Uh, Yep. What did he do 25 years ago that made her basically say, no thanks? 
maybe it was just the wrong time. So why would now be the right time? <laughs> she thought it over 25 years later. was like, ah, I'll give him another shot. <laughs> Desperation, maybe? Maybe uh, Cecilia doesn't have anything going on. <laughs> maybe she's between uh, husbands or something. This story has some comments from the crowd. <laughs> I bet it does. One, uh, one says, he's very handsome and looks very handsome in his suit. She's missing out. The next one says, let him have some therapy. It's been 25 years. It takes about six months to get over a bereavement. After that time, we need an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Tell, and that's Anna Dominguez, a local, who is watching this whole thing <laughs> unfold. <laughs> I think an intervention is not a terrible idea. Don't they? Isn't there a formula for breakups? Like you're, it's supposed to take you half half the amount of the breakup to fully get over oh, this is terrible. the person. A hundred percent. That's the rule. Like if you dated for that's a year, a it should take six months to get over the person. Here's what Esteban said. I'm still single. I have no children. I've never married. I've never looked for another girl because I would never see in any other girl what I saw in Cecilia. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, also, no. what are you doing just sitting on your butt? Like, go out and find her. I'm sure she's on Facebook. See, Maggie, you don't understand love. There's no other woman <laughs> who, who can offer what Cecilia offers to Esteban. Yeah, he just is waiting for her to come back. This guy seems like he doesn't want to do any of the work. He goes to the same spot every day for 27 years. And she's every not Valentine's there. Day. <laughs> That's Maybe work. try a different spot. He's doing the bare <laughs> minimum. Oh, uh, I don't think that's the problem, Maggie. <laughs> no, there's a lot of problems with that one. Coming up, the one team that has the best chance of replicating the Chiefs' success. We got that for you and more. Don't move. <laughs> we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.